the bunker flow, collateral damage. I managed to maintain to explain. We hit it evolve, but any damn thing changed. I am Thank you for joining us for episode 46. I know it's been a minute. What's going on, D? What's going on, Walter? Hi, we're good. <laughs> or I'm good. Where you been? Around. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping busy, chasing kids and chasing customers. <laughs> huh, how's the, how's the business going? Going well. Great, great, great. How you doing, Walter? Good, alive and well. Excited to be doing this with you guys again. It's been it's been a very hot minute. Yeah, yeah. exciting to be back. It's been quite a few months. Well, you actually needed a little break too with that Saturn return. Oh, Saturn's not done with me yet. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> still, still trying to kick up some dust. It's it's there. It's inching away. There's the aftershocks that come after 30. Literally. <laughs> All of 30 has been an aftershock. Yeah. You 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 experienced some Saturn return tremors, D? Uh yeah. Aftershocks. Aftershocks. I can't think of anything specifically looking back on the spot right now, but I I like I remember like feeling like I, I made it through the woods but you're not quite yet to your destination yet if that makes sense like there's still a few like smaller I don't know smaller traumas that you go through after the big trauma. micro micro traumas <laughs> yeah all right all right and speaking of Saturn it's about to change signs oh Along yes it is along with our topic of the night Pluto Pluto a lot of a lot of uh, March is going to be a big month for pretty much everybody the whole year actually March hmm. is the biggest month of the year there's a lot tr of transits in March Mar um, Mars is changing signs going into its fall Saturn is going into Pisces Jupiter's going to be at the late degrees, almost the late degrees of Aries. Or maybe, yeah, it's it's almost at the middle right now. I guess Pluto. I'll pull my calendar out and tell y'all exactly. Yeah, I also have the Pluto transit dates, if you guys want to know. they they Pluto, like, teeters between Capricorn and Aquarius for, for the next two years. Well, 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 before you go there, before you go there, <laughs> let me, you know. Oh, go, go, go. Do your thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, well, let me speak to the people. We're just excited to be back. Yeah, mm -hmm. speak to the people for a quick hot second. In honor of Black History Month, I thought it would be fitting to begin this episode with a quote. I think this quote actually fits today's topic. The quote is, the arc of the moral universe is long but it bends towards justice. You know who said that? Who said that? Martin Luther King. Jr. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Martin Luther King Jr. Remark that was purely a guess, not based on you well, said like three months. <laughs> well, great guess. Great guess. What does this quote actually mean? My first thought is that eventually over time, justice will be served at the end. 
But there is a catch. What is justice? Oh. Is, is your good version question. is your version of justice that the good guy wins in the end? Mm. Could justice be that the villain wins? That thought brings me deeper. What is a villain? Could a villain turn out to be the hero? It's just your perspective on the situation was off. Mm. Why did I use this quote to begin today's topic? Because when it comes to the outer planets, Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto, their placement in your chart are important and their transits are long, but they bend towards change. Mm -hmm. Depending on which astrology you may ask, Pluto has the most potential to bring about the deepest and most profound life changes. In this episode, we will discuss Pluto, what it is, why should you know about it? What does it do or represent? And how long does it last? Thank you. <laughs> What's up? So, <laughs> so let's begin in the beginning. The finding. In the beginning? Yeah. When was Pluto in found? The- Pluto was found um, in the 19th century, right? Yeah, 1930. Do you know about who? Or was it, wait, 1930 would be uh, 20th century, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pluto was discovered in 1930 by a guy named Tom, uh, Clyde Tombo. Tombo? Mm. I know it was discovered around the same time that the atomic bomb was created, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you would be correct. Uh, things that was happening around the discovery of Pluto would be mm-hmm. the splitting of the atom. Yeah, that's right. Nuclear power. Mm-hmm. The industrial civilization and military force. The rise of fascism. Mm. You know, uh, Hitler was around during that time. Mm-hmm. Mussolini and we had a war. Yes. Uh psychoanalysis. Yeah. Freud. Well, Freud was before, but yeah. The, the, yeah, that's when they that's when they around that time they became famous and known, like well known. Yeah. They but they've been doing they they was doing their work back in the day, but ain't nobody know about it till around the thirties. Um, the criminal underworld. <laughs> like the mafia, you mean? Yeah. Mm. Um, what's his name? Al Capone. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah. Did you did you catch that word? The criminal yeah. underworld. Yeah. Underworld. Yeah. Mm. Wait, was that also around the prohibition era? Yeah. 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 yeah the prohibition. Yeah, when they couldn't drink liquor and shit. Mm. Uh. In depth psychology. Hmm. The last one I had down here was the Great Depression. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. 
makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So uh when I use when I the six when I said the criminal underworld, um that word stood out or stands out because Pluto is what? Rules the underworld. Mm-hmm. It's uh the Greek god associated with Pluto is Hades. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you do you know the story of Hades? What is Hades and Persephone? Persephone? Persephone. Persephone. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So Pluto rules the underworld. Zeus ruled the, like, I guess what you would call the heavens in Greek mythology. And then Poseidon got the sea. And those are those are the three big ones, I think. Po- Poseidon would be Neptune and Zeus would be Jupiter, right? Yes. Hmm. Um. Along, do you know names or what um Pluto names of Pluto or what it would represent? Uh, do y'all have any? Like death and uh, trans- uh, Yes, that's one. Yeah. Um. The God of Destruction and Creation. Yeah. Um. Destruction, regeneration, death, rebirth, rebirth depth. D e p t h. Yeah. <laughs> and intensity. Um. That which compels empowers intensifies yeah Pluto intensifies whatever it touches Pluto is pretty much a vampire yeah vampire yeah how so I've been my guilty pleasure lately has been watching Vampire Diaries and everything that you just described actually describes, you know, the myth of, of vampires. Their emotions are hidden. They compel people. They're powerful. They're obsessive, obsessive, controlling. Mm-hmm. When they you know. bite somebody, you die and then you reborn a vampire. You come Precisely. Pre- exactly. Precisely. Precisely. I like so that. I guess you could say that. Actually, the Vampire Diaries was um, filmed, if I'm not mistaken, around early 2008, 2009, 2010, around there. And that's mm-hmm. when the filming started, which um, Pluto had just gotten into Capricorn. Very, very, I guess it's a very Plutonian show, if you ask me. Just like the Twilight series, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, Pluto also represents breakdown decay breakthroughs and fertilization mm-hmm. we have breakthroughs um violent discharge of pent-up energies situations of life and death and power struggles Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on them words, ladies? So I have a few. Um, consumption, all-consuming, 
small events, big repercussions. Wait, small events, big repercussions? Yeah, so a Pluto transit sometimes people i think i think sometimes people think when there's a pluto transit this really huge thing is going to happen in your life this huge 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 thing right and and to some degree it is however the event might be very microscopic it may be that you're driving to work and i don't know some lady gets in front of you and instead of flicking her off you kind of just i don't know you do something different you you, you let her go you know, it could be that somebody is at the, you know, you don't have enough, you forgot your wallet and you're at the gas station and you need to pay for your gas. And somebody comes up behind you and swipes the card for you, leaves, doesn't say anything to you, you know? It doesn't have to be something explosive. Yet, change that occurs at a subconscious level is is big. Sound like an atom bomb. The atom is small, but the explosion is big. Exactly. Yeah. I also I also have written down here atomic bond bomb. Uh it's just it's deep changes at microscopic levels. And back to what you said of depth psychology and psychoanalysis. Um Pluto relationships are actually best expressed in a therapist office. They're very much therapeutic in a way. It's it's very much like the therapist and the patient or the therapist and the client. It's like cathartic to like release the tension, but it mm-hmm. makes like a huge difference. Like it seems like a small thing to just talk about a trauma that happened to you, but then it has a huge impact on like the rest of your life. I love that you said that, D, because the moon in Scorpio here forgot to mention one of the biggest thing Pluto stands for, and that is sex. Yeah. What is the smallest thing? The smallest thing, an orgasm. You have an orgasm, which is what? Like like the climax. It lasts like, I don't know, not even 30 seconds. Maybe I didn't get there yet. Yeah. <laughs> but it changes your whole world. Like, right. shit, I was having a bad day and then popped off and I feel great. <laughs> I have a question for you two. Mm-hmm. All of those words and words that we threw out descriptive words we just threw out for pluto what house does that sound like eighth house yeah yeah correct pluto naturally rules the eighth house and scorpio i guess we should probably say that for our listeners who don't know what we're really talking about yet (laughs) yeah yep um a lot of a lot of pluto significations took as t- taking what, what how would I say that took on eighth house significations yeah yeah that's usually where people's heads go at but remember you have to find the ruler of Pluto in your chart to get it accurately hmm. um I do have down here it is important for astrologers to do their Pluto work Oh, yeah. And important for therapists to go to therapy, astrologers need to work on their Pluto. That's like, that's your shadows. That's your, those are your beach balls you're trying to hold underwater and not let anybody see, right? I feel like it's inevitable to not do your Pluto work because mm-hmm. it'll catch up to you at one point or another. Yeah, like whether you want to or not, like it's going gonna, it's gonna to chase you. Like you can't not work on it. 
I think it's in your 40s or something like that, or, or mid 30s or early 40s, where you have a Pluto square. Yeah, I think you're right. So, at one point or another, you kind of, even if you don't do it around that time, uh, this is a great example. When you're on your deathbed, you know you're gonna die. Everybody has to die. That's just the natural process of life. You, uh -huh. you, even at that moment, even if it's very small, you you're doing some Pluto work because you're going back, revisiting your life, and I guess figuring out where you could have been better, what could have been, you know, better in your in in your life. Right. By the way, you said a small event. Pluto could be a small event that blows up. Mm -hmm. Pluto can also be represented by another person. Absolutely. Especially in oppositions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody could actually be Pluto in your life triggering those, you know. Well, well, for for all for all the cancer risings out there and the cancer suns that have had uh, their Pluto, op, you know, Pluto opposition transit because Pluto's been in Capricorn since 2008 now. You guys, you guys have been having a great old time, huh? I know. Like if we thought cancer <laughs> were crybabies before, like just go talk to one right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like so, something's something's had to have been standing in your way in in relationships you know one one way or another in the last what uh 15 years or so do you think somebody wants a pluto person to enter their life very few want it very few <laughs> and yeah. even the ones that do want it don't know what they're asking for i'm sorry here's here's actually a funny thing that you mentioned that um i met somebody i looked at their chart uh -huh. My my Pluto is in Scorpio, 22 degrees. Their Pluto, uh, sorry, their Chiron is in Taurus at 22 degrees. We have what you call a, a Pluto-Chiron relationship, right? There's a Pluto-Chiron opposition, which which is very deep in some level, like very, very deep if you think That's about it. I was going to ask, is there, like a, is there like a codependency there because of the like, like healing and transformational aspect between those two? Uh, like, or, for lack of a better word. Or is it bringing up some unconscious shit that you didn't know? Yeah. Unconscious <laughs> trash that you didn't know was sitting lurking back there. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna go with that one. I, I don't, you know, D, I, um, I can't quite say that codependency was was a thing, but I will say that some unconscious, you know, healing work thing, right, images. that you bring out of each other, like, yeah, I'll, I'll heal you if you heal me, <laughs> or, or rather, like, like pretty much being able to like realize, oh damn, that's my bullshit right there. Like, yeah and that that in itself is is very interesting because I, I remember when i looked at it i was like oh my god this is intense like this is a lot like and i and i asked the same question i don't know if you know i think some people can have a pluto person in their life and i think a lot of times a pluto person could be like i don't know your therapist or something like that because you're going to them telling or your astrologer really yeah or your palm reader, your tarot reader. Yeah. Um, your dream reader. 
You brought up, you said a word earlier, uh, shadow. And Pluto can be the shadow. Mm-hmm. And Pluto will make you face your shadow on many different levels as you, you know, grow up and as you move through your life. Um, but the suppressed shadow needs to surface and brought needs to be brought to the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is actually what these Pluto people and Pluto events actually symbolize for you, for a person, bringing uh, the suppressed stuff, unconscious stuff up to the surface for you to deal with it. Now, the question is how you deal with it. Do you try to push it back down? <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, you know, what what do you do with it? Exactly. You grow through it. Grow through it. No other way around it but to grow through it. You got to go through it to go grow through it. Mm-hmm. I also have down here, we experience the extremes of Pluto when we, we're not paying attention and we don't pay attention to the warning sign. Yeah, like when you're <laughs> subconsciously and just going through the motions of everyday life. Ignoring the red flags. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Why did I get every red light on the way here? How come the cashier was rude to me? How come all these, everyone's working against me? Yeah. Um, we have a question from the gallery. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Rafiki. Um, so, I stepped away. I come back and I heard something about cancer rising. Y'all want to elaborate on that, please? <laughs> oh well, Mr. Rafiki, we've had—I think we've had this conversation before. The last fifteen years, your your relationships—they haven't been transformative. You haven't had to deal with some shadow work in your relationships over the last, you know, fourteen, fifteen years. Okay, okay, I hate you right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> Cancer rising, so that means you have Capricorn on the seventh house. So that means Pluto is in your seventh house, which has to do with relationships. Mm-hmm. And Pluto has to do with transforming those relationships in a very authoritative and strict, harsh way. Being in Capricorn. Okay, okay. I just met you. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just met you. And I don't know I'll... why you're attacking me like this. <laughs> well, you know, Pluto. That's very Pluto of you. <laughs> Pluto's nothing to play with. Yeah. You know, well, like I say all the time, you have to do the shadow work. You have to do the shadow work. That's the only way that you're going to grow. You have to do it. You have to face it head on, no matter how hard it's going to be. Uh-huh. Hit, it, hit it as hard as you can and just go forward. Because it's going to make you stronger. Yes, you have to do the shadow work if you want to grow, but uh, growth is a free will decision. 
Yeah, and I feel like most of us go through Pluto transits, kicking and screaming, whether we're we're willing and wanting to grow or, or not. Like I think the wanting to do the shadow work definitely helps with the ease of it because you're kind of expecting and um, you don't really know what's coming, but you have an idea of what you're going to be dealing with versus like living subconsciously and it taking hold of you and just like, you can't ignore this shadow anymore. You're going to deal with it right now. Yeah. Personally, I think, um, personally, I think that there's no getting around it. Like Pluto will work you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> says says the person that's about to go through a through a major Pluto transit, and you too, D, because you got Mercury in Aquarius. Hmm. Yep. Also, <laughs> oh, yeah, Pluto is about to go over three of yours, huh? Yeah. Gonna... Well, Pluto's. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I was just saying that I'm 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 ready for it to be conjunct only one planet versus on top of five planets, like it. I have felt like lighter lately that it's good that it's leaving. <laughs> Get out of Capricorn, please move on. You do sound lighter, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, this has been a fourteen what fourteen year process for you, huh? It's it's a long it's a long time coming. Yeah, it's and go- yeah, it's been going through Capricorn since oh eight, right? Yeah. yeah, and and it and it just uh, it squared her ascendant like two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, like whenever I was going through my Saturn return, I was also dealing with Capricorn on top of all those planets too. So I feel like I feel like I had one hell of a journey, and I'm just ready to be out on the other end. I I just got uh, Pluto just got to 29 degrees, and it's squaring my 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 rising like exact right now. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> you're telling me <laughs> um i know some new people who may be listening to this podcast might be sitting up here thinking wait a minute i thought paul didn't use the outer planets oh we always use them though like no well well and Hellenistic. I, I guess, yeah, Hellenistic, you, oh, no. you focus on the traditional planets, right? But we don't. Whoa, no, 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 D, no, D. <gasps> this whole time I've been doing readings without the outer planets. So what, just the big three? Just the traditional. He likes to show off about that. Yeah, <laughs> just the traditional ones. Yeah, I, I hadn't been used. So, so this is, this conversation may be new and they say oh paul i thought you didn't use the outer planets i do i just didn't use them with you yes yeah. <laughs> that's an and, extra that's extra and, that's a bonus <laughs> but but in all actuality the way this whole time the way we've been talking about um pluto has been from the modern psychological Mm-hmm. stance even though I, I actually like that stance that's not what I use when I use Pluto what do you mean by that I switch my school of astrology when I start playing with the outer planets okay so you use more like modern astrology versus Hellenistic mm, no now I switch to evolutionary astrology okay all right yeah Pluto is a very evolutionary planet 
that makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, evolutionary astrology is more of a um, soul-based astrology. Right. And yeah. everything begins with Pluto. Um, so I just tell y'all this. Uh, y'all really didn't want me to go in, into Pluto with, with y'all and all of that. Because <laughs> when you get into the evolutionary style of Pluto, then you're talking more about like soul growth yes. versus like just growth during this lifetime. Yeah, Walter. Uh, when you use Pluto, which 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 form do you generally go with? I haven't used Pluto in a long time. I'll be completely honest. Pluto scares me a little bit. <laughs> Hold that thought for later on. <laughs> Hold that thought for later on. I got you, something for you. You said it. You said it the other day. You're like, you you sent me a message and you said, oh, it's uh, something about Pluto's about to leave my, my, oh, the Pluto transit that you're going through. Pluto's been uh, transiting through your eighth house. You're like, Pluto's about to leave my eighth house, which is the exact energy that you were born with. So you, you, sh you should know <laughs> why one would be scared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but hold that thought. Okay. Um, uh, evolutionary astrology. Uh, D, when you first look at a chart, what what do you what what do you go to? What's your go to first? Uh, big three: the rising sun and moon is probably the first thing that I look at in a chart. But the outer planets like fascinate me. Maybe yeah. that's being a Pisces and being like, I want to look at Neptune because Neptune is Pisces planet. And I feel like Neptune and Pluto both deal with like generational curses and blessings and like more, I don't know, like I, I'm in, I dig that stuff. So I guess first is the big three, but I have to like make myself focus more on the inner traditional planets before I look at the outer ones because I don't, I like to go there. How about you, what? I look at the ruler of the chart. That's the first thing I look at. All right. Well, with evolutionary astrology, their their go-to is, is Pluto. Mm -hmm. And Pluto represents the soul and the position and the placement of Pluto in your chart is the is the reason for the setup of the rest of your planets yeah they like are. what you're sent here to do in this lifetime yeah um or learn in this lifetime i guess i should say yeah um i really don't it it i don't go with pluto with a lot of people because with evolutionary style because then it's then you you need to embrace something it to roll with this yeah reincarnation Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that could be a touchy subject to some people. Right. But and because if you don't if you don't embrace reincarnation, you really can't get to the essence of what evolutionary astrology is talking about with. Yeah, I feel like if you're like I feel like you can't look at any of the outer planets really if you're not open to the idea of reincarnation mm. well remember it's it's also i i know they look at pluto as the first one and then they look at the nodes south node yeah 
Right, yeah. And then they they draw up the, the chart from there. Mm. Pluto, um, from the evolutionary standpoint, represents liberation. Mm -hmm. uh, that which is familiar. You, we, as a soul, we keep drawing in these Pluto lessons, and we've been doing this Pluto lesson for lifetimes. So. Hmm. They say that which is familiar, that some of these dynamics that are set up in your life currently have some past life, um, let's just say, uh, uh, collateral damage. I find it that may, interesting. You know what I'm saying? And so um, Pluto also represents the soul's in the soul's intended direction within this life path. Yeah. How do you manage and cope with that? I find that interesting. You said that, and I just thought of a linkage between Pluto and the South Node. Understanding Pluto's placement, I said, just said this, uh, gives you the reason for the rest of your chart. Mm -hmm. Why your ascendant is what it is. Uh, why the your Mars is where it is. Pluto represents issues held within the soul. Healed? Huh? You you mean you said healed? held held oh held within the within the soul yeah issues held within the soul concerns from deep within the soul behaviors that we default to under stress prior life and future life no oh. early childhood feelings and experiences. Early childhood traumas? Yes. Pluto points to early. Hey, by the way, by the way, you know what? I, I, I'll give y'all this. If you somebody that don't want to roll with the, the incarnation route, reincarnation route, mm -hmm. just go with Pluto as early childhood traumas. Mm. If, that, if, that, if that allows you to sleep at night. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, the first the first seven years of a child's life is very impressionable. So literally anything that happens can can just create a trauma. And sometimes it's very minimal things. You just said I got down here. Leaving the past behind and growing towards the future. Things that happen in past in our past psychologically mm -hmm. that influence your subconscious and then if you're operating from a subconscious level then you're not ever gonna be able to move forward you'll be stuck in that loop yeah pluto represents compulsions or obsessions mm -hmm. <laughs> why well, your eyes got big there walter 
<laughs> I've been dealing with that for mm-hmm. for a little bit now. Oh, is someone obsessed with you? No, I no, just <laughs> just that I've been I've been working on on my compulsions and obsessions. Oh, okay. By 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 doing a plutonian thing, going to therapy. Very good. Um Pluto pulls you to repeat old patterns. Mm-hmm. Now, resisting transformation and growth, what do you think happens to you? You get dragged kicking and screaming. You turn it turns into illness and dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Body illnesses. Yeah, definitely. Mental dysfunction. I think people really underestimate the state of your mind and how much it influences the state of your body. Yep. Um, if you if you want to go with the sun as the ego, you have the sun versus Pluto, ego versus soul. Who wins? Pluto. <laughs> Good answer. It what? Mm. Should you feed the ego? Yeah, there's definitely benefits to feeding the ego. The ego is what keeps you safe, protects you. I don't agree. You can definitely overdo feeding your ego. Should you feed the ego? And you can also overfeed your soul and being like so head in the clouds in your fantasy world that you're not in touch with reality also. So there must be a balance. I I agree with, with D in terms of, yeah, you can feed your ego, but I, I, I think that in a battle between the sun and Pluto, your ego and the unconscious, the unconscious will always win. True. The, yeah. the, the, the ego is unconscious a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But, but do you know your ego is fighting your soul for survival? Right, because the soul thinks that it, it that I mean the soul will live forever, whereas the body or the ego has a, a limited amount of time and resources. I'm thinking more of the unconscious mind. To to me, when you talk about the unconscious, I think of the unconscious behaviors and patterns that you repeat over and over again, which is a Plutonian thing. So. If it's if it comes down to your ego and your unconscious, you're always gonna go. You know, you can you can keep your ego in check. You can let your ego run rampant, whatever. But it's very difficult to change unconscious patterns. Yeah. Programming. Exactly. Yeah, it's Hard very to difficult to change programming. Hard to undo your. Programming. You you can be you can be programmed to be you know a very religious person. And keep your ego in check. A very religious person can be having a, a, a conversation right now about astrology, not have their ego, you know, run rampant. Mm-hmm. But the programming is still in the background. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so hard to undo things like PTSD because, like, you have that pro that underlying programming where, like, your brain knows, like. Okay, I'm safe. I don't need to be triggered by this event. 
but the subconscious programming says that's dangerous like get away would it be safe to say the word duality yeah i think so because i mean you got to have some some form of ego Mm -hmm. and have some form of it because it's part of us it's nature i agree so i was said the word duality as far as the balance right yin and the yang is also comes comes to play yeah for sure the last two comments um that i had about pluto before i switch it up is um for some Pluto will have to take something away from you before they consider changing. Pluto takes something away from you before you consider changing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. Do we do we agree that Pluto is a malefic planet? That's a good question. Hold that thought. <laughs> after my last and we all consider that pluto is a planet here right yeah by the way like we're on the pluto is a real planet team yeah I, I mean, I <laughs> the last um of my comments is uh pluto is unblocking barriers that are hidden in the subconscious that prevent you from taking action. I like that. Yeah. It can also be a person. It can be anything. Mm -hmm. Now Pluto rules the underworld. It's the realm of the dead. Do you know what the word Pluto means? Actually, I don't. I don't know that. Riches. Riches? Mm. The wealthy one. This wealth giving. Wealth giving. Well, hey, earlier in the show, Walter was talking fearful of Pluto. And now, you know, a little bit of y'all. Got he had to he, he had to come back to it. <laughs> but you know, hey, I, you know, I bring things full circle. Hey, so and I told you to hold that thought. You know, everybody, you got everybody on there listening, shaking in their boots about Pluto. We just threw a whole bunch of shit at them. So then that so then you wouldn't consider Pluto a malefic and on those terms. Well, when I say Pluto means riches, the wealthy one, what comes to mind? Mm, not Hades. Mm. Wait, uh, can you uh, I'm sorry, can you elaborate on the question? I said when you think when I say Pluto means riches, Pluto means the wealthy one. How can Pluto mean wealth and riches. If you're fearful of Pluto and hey, let's stay away, let's stay far away from Pluto. Ooh, we're afraid of our own power. Yeah. 
some people are afraid of, of success if, yeah. if you if you consider if you consider wealth and, and 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 material possessions to be success i think especially if you've been poor for generations and you finally maybe uh get the opportunity for wealth and success and riches you are subconsciously like i don't deserve that because no one in my line got that like, self-sabotage guilt yeah like i don't deserve this because they all worked so hard and this is what they got so i don't deserve any more than what they've been given um what is this that i'm holding Ooh, a, a shiny rock like mm -hmm. uh, uh is it orange it's more brown Brown. For those that are for those that are listening, he's holding a stone right now to the camera. But what kind? Uh, not you. I'm not asking you. What, yeah, I'm not asking you what kind of stone is what the name of it is. But what kind of stone is this? Uh, like one of the precious gems, right? Like one of the yeah. um. Yeah. Crystal. It doesn't. That doesn't look like quartz, but that's yeah. It's, it's a crystal. You know how people be wearing crystals and all that. Stuff. Yeah. So you what know? is it? The, the question is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask the questions here, ma'am. <laughs> Where did this crystal come from? The earth. ground. Huh? The earth underneath the volcanic underneath rock. The oh. Um. Where does <laughs> diamonds come from? Under pressure. Here we go. Here we go. Um, <laughs> Full circle so again, everybody. <laughs> where does gold come from? California. <laughs> the gold mines. <laughs> yeah, but where and at in California? The Is it just laying around? Mines underground. Oh, underground. Mm -hmm. So wait. <laughs> Hold up. I got another question. Where does our our vegetables come from? Our vegetables. You put a, a seed a there. Of, a lot of root vegetables grow underground. Oh, uh, we what? But hey, we put the seed underground and it we put the seed underground and it grows up. Mm -hmm. There's some that grow underground like potatoes, but then there's some that grow up out yeah. the ground with roots. And a lot of plants die in the winter, but their roots don't die. They're alive underground. So and come so, back. So regeneration. So could I say we say true wealth and riches is underground. You could. I think you just did. Where does <laughs> oil come from? Oil comes from underground. Mm. Now, if you look at Pluto as the place of wealth in your chart, riches. I'm going to look at Pluto so differently now that I know it means riches and wealth. Now, here's the question. Do you run away or do you head into it and transcend it? 
But can we also mention that if you like, if you do decide to run into it, it is literally running into a burning house. <laughs> well, I'm glad yes. you said that. Like you gotta run in there to get your riches, but it's on fire. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you said that. Hey, D, you know what some of the best fertilizers in the world is? Fire, no. ashes. No. What's some of the best fertilizer in Shit? the world? Yes. Yeah, okay. Shit. <laughs> well, psilocybin comes from Think about that. Cow poop. Yeah. yeah. Some of the best fertilizer in the world comes out of shit. Yeah. It's a very good thought. Now, going back to the themes, destruction, fears, horrors, crippling insecurity, devastating wrong turn, the dark and lonely Dark and lonely corners, desperate longings, jealousies, bitter betrayals, angry partings, isolated torment, incendiary passion, rabid obsessions, cruelties, to the undeserved. How can somebody find riches in that? L- learning lessons. Yeah, I agree. So are we sitting up here saying, hey, when it comes to Pluto, y'all, even though it looks like a big shit storm, <laughs> run into that shit? Run into that shit. I dare you. <laughs> if you run if you if you run away from it, it's still gonna catch up to you. It's still gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. You can run into it and take it head on and have control over your path and zig and zag and have some kind of plan or run away from it and get shit knocked some, from some the pers- back of the head or you know, like some perceived control. Yeah, I guess I should say perceived control. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you something. Me sitting up here saying, hey, Pluto means the wealthy one and riches. Does that make you want to do some Pluto homework? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lot more enticing now. <laughs> mm. Mm. Hey, uh, guys, uh, Pluto, Walter, when is Pluto going into Aquarius? Uh, Pluto goes into Aquarius March 23rd, 2023 at 8.23 a.m. Eastern time. But it will turn, it will turn retrograde at zero degrees, 21 minutes of Aquarius on May 1st, 2023 at around 1 p.m. Eastern. Hmm. Then it's retrograde. So from, so it's going to be, we're getting a very small preview. Then it yeah. goes, then it turns direct again, October 10th, 2023 at 27 degrees Capricorn. So think about it. It's going from, it goes into Aquarius, zero degrees, turns retrograde at zero degrees back into, into the, into the 27th degree of Capricorn. And then it goes back into Aquarius 
at zero degrees january 20th 2024 and then it does that little back and forth till about the end of 2024 and then once it's once it's fully fully in aquarius it will ingress into pisces march 8th 2043 to finish well it's 20 it's exact it'll be exactly 20 years 19 years this is one of the longest pluto transits i was about to say so wait uh pluto's transit through aquarius is going to be six years longer than that's correct five years longer than capricorn Mm -hmm. uh the last thing i I did want to say d is uh the last 14 years don't feel like uh you just came through a shit storm through your 10th house yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) absolutely so but wait 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 is there any riches that you mine Ooh, yes there is there's a lot of riches a lot of shit but a lot of riches at the other end Mm, care to say one or two yeah i uh i like that you asked that because the past 14 years have been crazy as hell but like now i own a business and i feel a lot lighter i don't know I was Good. in the shit storm, man. <laughs> I was isolated. I was chronically ill and in pain. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. <laughs> no support from my narcissist parent. No support from the Asperger's parent. No support from my sister. Like, I just felt so alone. Like, so alone. And then, like, you're chronically in pain. You're chronically ill. So, like, I di- wasn't going out because, like, one, I didn't have any friends in this new city that I live in. And two, like, I physically couldn't. Like, I have missed weddings, funerals, graduations and celebrations because like I could physically not travel like I remember missing one wedding that was like in town like in the Fort Worth Metroplex like maybe 20-30 minutes away and I was in so much pain that I could not even ride in a car like the first block I was just like I can't even know like I'm so sorry but we I just can't go but you can go but I cannot go and the riches on the other side, uh, had to learn like pain management, had to like fix my diet, fix my eating. And I'm able to reduce a lot of pain and stress, not cured or anything, but like, oh my God, I have learned so much and learned who my real support system is and just, yeah. And gained confidence in myself to like, own a business with my husband and work as a like as a family-owned business and it's just it's it, yeah riches at the other end for sure it looks good on you d <laughs> by, the, by the way Thank you. <laughs> just a fyi the 11th is second from the 10th so <laughs> even though pluto is going into your 11th oh yeah like it's going to come back over my, my Venus. My Venus is at 29 degrees Capricorn. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. No, it's going to, it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. The hard work pays off. I'm almost done. I just needed to get, I just, I guess I got to wait through this next year though, through this retrograde. If you, if you take your, 
if you take your 10th house and turn it to the as the ascendant Mm -hmm. your 11th will be second from your 10th so even though Pluto my 11th will be second from my 10th what does that mean if you take your 10th house and turn it to your ascendant as you ascend it look at your 10th house as you ascend it look at it as if it's my ascendant okay yeah Yeah. the 11th house comes next the 11th house comes next which would be in the second house yeah okay so paying off a lot of efforts that you went through through the 10th is about to pay off because the second second house is the money house right yeah Okay, I like that. <laughs> D, could I get a loan in about 15 years? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think D's going to be asking you for a loan. Oh, my God. Well, well, broke right now. <laughs> well, well, you know, um, the sign Aquarius is freedom, right? And that so, so would um, the riches give her freedom? Freedom to jet set the world. Hope so. <laughs> Speaking of Aquarius, um, what do y'all see? Y'all two see with uh, Pluto going in Aquarius? What's how? How could people put the Pluto with Aquarius together? Like a transformation of your friend groups, your social contacts, your networking group, your colleagues. Um. maybe a transformation in how you view independence and what that means to be independent to you personally. I see a huge, huge transformation in humanity. And um, I see it specifically with the merging of humanity and AI. Ooh, I like that answer. That's Pluto and Aquarius. The next 20 years of our lives, we're going to understand what it means to merge with technology we're already there yeah. we're, we're, we're we're at the precipice we're at the beginning mm-hmm. right we've been gearing up for this i don't like that but you're definitely right like it's yeah. coming whether you like it or not so um i think it's a total overhaul and transformation of how we do things creativity in itself will be more technolo- technologically based i mean i don't know if you guys know but open chat ai is a thing now you can cre- ai like robots it's ai art yeah can can make art can can write can make screenplays can do anything so pretty much anything that can be touched or done with human hands i believe will become so valuable over time even though people think that ai is going to take over and you know technology is going to become you know the next most valuable thing i think the opposite I think because technology will become the new normal for humanity, anything that you do with your hands will have a greater value. And additionally from that, I think because of the merging of technology, we're going to we're going to see people go into two different camps. We're going to see people that are completely immersed in it, and then we're going to see people that break off into, you know, what what is known as tribes, like living in compounds, like having like like villages. Have you guys seen Last of Us on HBO? No, man. Okay, Last of Us on HBO. And this is not to scare anybody or to like ruin the plot. I haven't is seen- that the zombie one? Yeah, I haven't seen it in its entirety. But Last of Us actually reflects a little bit COVID. Pretty much there's this like 
global epidemic, pandemic, whatever that happens in the United States or all over the world, but it, it, it's based on in Texas at the beginning, <laughs> literally in Texas. Okay, cool. <laughs> and it turns into this crazy thing where like, like they have like, like really big populated cities have to be bombed and they have to, they have to bomb because everybody gets sick. And the sickness is this, this, this plague that turns you like into a flesh eating zombie where like, you're just, you're, you get infected and you eat other people. Now, why I'm saying this is because Aquarius is very scientific, very science oriented, very in the laboratory where diseases occur or can even start or spread. So think about it. Already, it's 2023 and we're already being presented with a show about how a, a, an infectious how disease, disease escapes. Yeah, a, yeah, escapes can, can affect a whole population. And in turn, what happens is it literally creates the last of us. So the last of us is like this group of people that are pretty much like running all over the United States, trying to find like small towners because on top of that, the police like evacuates towns, like everything yeah. and people go under bunkers, a very Aquarius thing to do, hide out, be isolated. <laughs> well, to be honest, as, as someone with uh, a stallion and Aquarius three planets, doesn't doesn't being hooked having a chip connected to you that you can control everything around you and just see the internet right in front of your eye doesn't that sound appealing to you no (laughs) (laughs) yeah no no (laughs) no you know um so here's something this is a, a a very Fun fact for you, a long time ago, I don't know if it was Stephen Forrest or maybe Deborah, I don't know who it was, but uh, this is this is based on either modern or evolutionary astrology. Talks about people with very strong um, Saturn or, or Aquarius or Capricorn placements. You, you want to ask yourself, are you Saturnian or are you Uranian, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not Uranian. I've I've realized I wa- I wanted to be Uranian at one point. I'm Saturnian. And Saturnian people like to stick to something that's that they know, to tra- tradition. Yeah, structure, tradition. Something that's been here for a very very long time. Yeah, I may want to go into that that structure dismantle it from the inside out and like paint it paint it a new color and make it start over. But I I think there's something beautiful about tangible things and the way that the future is headed it's less tangible mm-hmm. and even though i'm grateful because i'm sitting here right now in my house thousands and thousands of miles away from all four of you right and we're, we're connected the internet has connected us i think this would be even greater if we could do it in person yeah i do too but we can and that's the irony of life So yeah, to answer your question, I it scares me a little bit. I think I hope that Pluto and Aquarius will allow people to not forget their humanity because what comes next is Pluto and Pisces, and who knows that'll be a savior or somebody like that. Maybe Jesus Christ will finally come down. Or the, but... or the alien. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I well, think to go to wait. your point a little bit. I think there's like maybe a choice there in how we want to 
like we're we're this is definitely coming so we're going to be faced with the choice of like do we want to interact with humanity like this or do we want to interact with human like more tangibly like you were saying yeah so there's going to be like we're going to we're humanity is about to be faced with the question of like how do we want to interact with humanity and also very deep questions you know like what is human what is not you know like and and also i would like to point out that i also believe pluto and aquarius will bring up the big question paul's been asking us for years now fate or free will fate or free will yeah. because that is a very hum humanity related question and at the core pluto wants to dig really deep into who you are yeah for sure what group do you belong to what was the first group you belong to your parents who's right your yeah who's your tribe what are the rules that you want to have in in your life how do you want to how do you want to express your individuality do you want to express your individuality or do you want to be lost in a crowd lost in the crowd which is another aquarius theme the leos get ready leos <laughs> <laughs> pluto's coming for you <laughs> he had uh... his cancer now he's moving on to pluto <laughs> uh just to add a little something run through these houses real quick uh for you aquarius risings pluto is going into your first house you're looking at changes when it comes to personality horses that drive you unconscious drives and impulses self-improvement what are you interested in and what what are you what do you want to uh it is also going to send you inward you will have things trigger you to send you more inward and y'all will have anything ahead or Pluto in the first house for the Aquarius rising. Yep. All right. Uh, Capricorn <laughs> rising, huh? I, I would actually say um, when Pluto when Pluto transits your your first, you become a very transformative person. Like, you know. But but I think at the same time, like things, little things can make you tick differently. Mm. And little things may tick you off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your, your triggers. Yeah. Um Capricorn rising Pluto be traveling through your second house. Um hope you uh save your money. <laughs> possessions, your possessions, material, values, uh things that you value, self-worth, money income or lack thereof investments and it'll also send you inward toward your values but hey maybe you can become rich too hey. I feel like, maybe you hit the lottery i feel like that placement is a you gotta spend money to make money 
type of placement. Like you're going to lose a lot of money to hopefully get a lot back. Yeah. Hey, hey, actually, D, that's actually, you know, uh, sounds like, hey, uh, somebody could go broke and by the end of, you know. By the end of the transit. Get that shit back. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Sagittarius rising. Uh, Pluto will be moving through your third. You got communications on all levels, texting, writing, speaking. Uh, watch out for your next door neighbor, your neighborhood, <laughs> you live in, your immediate environment, the lower minds, things you do on a daily basis, siblings and short distance travel. That includes your car. I was just How about to you- say you might lose your car. Yeah, how do you get to get a fancy one? You know, how how do you get around on a daily basis to handle your business? That's the third. Anybody? Or your or your 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 community? Yeah. Maybe you have a maybe you have a very big impact in your community. Maybe you become I don't know the president of an HOA or something like that. Something, hey. yeah. There you go. Um. Hey, or you could be. At the yeah, anyway, uh, fourth house that's uh, Scorpio, Scorpio rising, so it'll be traveling through your fourth house for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like this one, actually. That sounds hard, dude. <laughs> well, you mind you well, tell I, us, you tell us how it is, Paul. Well, I was about to say, I have this displacement natally um we're talking about issues with the inner psyche your home the your current home and the one you grew up in your current family and your family of origin things about your childhood could this be the time for therapy the exterior of your physical home you could relocate, or does your home need repairs or remodeling, or issues with parents? Anybody? The first thing that came to mind was like loss of uh, family members. I would say power, power struggle with your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. You, yeah. All right. Uh. Maybe they're maybe someone in the family is toxic and you cut them off or like somehow lose family members. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, things that happened in your childhood, traumas in your childhood could come up during this time. That need healing. Definitely. Um, Libra rising. Uh, fifth house. Fifth house. Recreation and amusement. This is the fun house. Uh, your children. That would be not so fun. <laughs> and children. Topics dealing with children. Love affairs. Creative expression. And I put your heart chakra here. Because Leo rules the heart? Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, Leo is. Uh, you get your heart broken. Yeah, yeah, and love yeah. affairs. Yeah. yeah. Well, the fifth is kids, and and um, we all strive to be the kid in us. Ooh, like maybe mourning your inner child. Man, healing your inner child. Mourning and healing. Yeah, I feel like mourning is a part of the grieving process. Well, yeah, well, something has to die, death, uh, and regeneration. You know, something has to die and then get buried and for it to get fertilized and, you know, something new to grow again out of it. Um, Virgo rising. Health, mental and physical. Virgo rising would put it in the sixth house. Yes. Yeah. Sorry about that, Virgo <laughs> rising. Uh, Pluto be traveling through your sixth house for twenty years. Oh God! <laughs> Every time you say for twenty years, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know, I'm kind of jabbing the knife in a little bit. But... <laughs> this was a hard one, actually. Like, get ready, buckle up, yeah. Buttercup. Mm. Uh, health, mental health, physical health. Are you in need to see a doctor? Or are you heading back to the gym? Ooh. Your work. Or if you're a supervisor or something, people who work under you. Anybody? Maybe a promotion, a transformation of your job title. Well, um, secret, well, yes. secret, secret projects with your, with your job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, six house also is a daily routine, right? And so on your daily routine, you go to work. So yeah, it could also be something you could change what you do for on a daily basis as, as far as work. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, Leo rising. Pluto in the seventh house. Pluto in the seventh. Uh, your relationships and partnerships. That includes love, relationships, marriage, and business. Enemies. Anybody you have a one-on-one -on -one relationship, personal, consultants. You're looking at power struggles. Yeah, power struggles with with others. Yes. Somebody on here is just Mr. Rafiki is just finishing that up. Cancer <laughs> rising. Um Pluto will be traveling through your eighth. Now, Walter, you said you said six house is a is a um Hard house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you say, Walter, about the six? That it's hard. Yeah. Uh. Well, the eighth could be just more. Um. What we were more well, hard. D harder. D and I. D and I can agree that it's really 
really hard. Uh, <laughs> yours truly, yours truly here, me, is on the verge of finishing up a eight uh Pluto traveling through my eighth uh for the last 14 years. Uh yeah, I lost some things. Uh a few people died that I knew. Um and then I also did get a sort of inheritance and all that. It's I don't want to say it's too terrible though, because I, I do want to say something. Even though the eighth house is pretty, any any transit through the eighth house is gonna be a little squirmish. It's scary. It it change it, it actually it's what you need to to develop or or change into the, into who you've always wanted to be. Well, I'm glad you just said that. So if we if we if we put if we subtract, we look at this Pluto, what you call it, right? It's been going through what 14 years mm -hmm. that puts us oh 08 right mm -hmm. now let me read this eighth house and pay attention to the last thing eighth house major transformation death rebirth regeneration death of people you know not your own not not you dying but people you know uh possessions that you have jointly with someone else inheritance sex debt fears the occult mm -hmm. now if i subtract 14 years hey guess who guess who got into astrology and stuff during this pluto transit <laughs> Through the eighth. <laughs> Who wanted to make a, a business out of it, a career out of it? Do you ah. still feel this do you still feel the same way? What? Now uh, that you've been now that you've been through the majority of the transit, Pluto's about to leave your eighth. Do you still want to make money with astrology? Uh like doing readings and shit? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what, you know, you you want to you want to know what that is? Do you want to know what that is that that answer that you just gave? That is a that is a very symbolic answer to the eighth. Because at the beginning, you really really want something. You become obsessed with it. You allow it to consume you. And then at the end, you are completely and utterly repulsed by it. <laughs> and that is a transit through the eighth house, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Am I repulsed about astrology? I mean, we are sitting here talking about it. Yeah. But this so, isn't is how it, we start. This wait, isn't wait. how you started. This is it's not, not how you started. Wait, 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 let me, but is it, is it astrology or is the people that's that connected to the astrology. Mm. What do you mean the people connected to the astrology? Like the charts that you're reading? The people mm. who you who I have to deal with to make the money on astrology. 
now you just talked about Pluto and Aquarius and how nobody was going to want to deal with nobody else, which is why we're all going into AI world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, Walter, I didn't start I didn't start studying astrology to do do a reading for anybody. And 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 to be honest, Paul, most people don't. Most astrologers start astrology because they find they read something or they got a reading and they find something that sparks inside of them. They find this 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 moment of aha, I I I feel understood, I feel seen, I feel heard. Uh-huh. And then they run with it. But as you're running with it, like like any natural student, because I think astrology is one of those sciences that you literally like you have to be a natural student. You have to have some curiosity where it just develops to the point where you become completely immersed in it. Why do most old school astrologers end up writing books and doing speeches? there's no money in astrology that could be one that could be it but also because they're lifelong students and uh, eventually at some point the student becomes a teacher and 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 through through teaching and learning you will inevitably get to chart reading you have to it's 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 one of the prerequisites you have to you have to read a chart to know what you're talking about and and also in reading the chart you're actually uncovering even more information about your own chart mm-hmm. hey my pluto moon is getting uncomfortable right now oh i know it's been uncomfortable <laughs> since the second i asked that can, question can we move can we move oh shit <laughs> we're about to talk about gemini rising which puts me right oh, back on the center stage let's see Got what i'm gonna go through <laughs> it's shit she was just saying higher <laughs> learning <laughs> <laughs> things that are foreign land foreign lands foreign people views beliefs religion knowledge justice things dealing with law anybody Pluto in the ninth. Immigration. Immigration. Yeah, immigration. Maybe foreign lands going to, I don't know, going to a foreign place. That transforms you. Yeah, or a foreigner transforming you. That transforms your philosophy. Hmm. So so you're trying to tell me, Walter, what was that year? 2040 what? 2043. By 2043, I'm going to be teaching this knowledge, this foreign knowledge. Yeah. Of, on beliefs at a higher level, so, you know, higher learning. It's very possible. I, I can totally see that. Hey, you'll be, yeah, you'll be in your, you'll be in your late seventies. Not late seventies, uh, sorry. Early seventies. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You got to hit, uh-huh. hit it hard. Might as well, Pluto, might as well do it. <laughs> do that shadow work. 
it's not me it's not it's not me doing the shadow work Rafiki it's me exposing the shadow to the other people and how they react to me exposing them to their shadow yeah you know okay you know what it is though Rafiki what what it is Pluto is gonna give his Mars quite quite a little tug quite a little lesson there about Ooh, people. Mars in Gemini? No, no, he has Mars in Aquarius and Pluto's gonna get him right on top of it. And it's okay because I'm gonna go through the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's actually gonna it, it, it may actually be the 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 push to become the all powerful individual that to some extent his humble Virgo Whatever Virgo has not, people has step not right into that role. Like I know it all now. I'm gonna teach it to you guys. You know, you know what it also could mean. What's uh, here? By by 2040 something, I could be living in a foreign land on top of a mountain somewhere, away from all y'all motherfuckers, and still teaching astrology and zooming with us to do podcasts. He's gonna be teaching astrology to the hey, feral people. I could I could do that from afar. I, I could do that from afar. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, Taurus rising. Uh, uh, Pluto, Pluto in the tenth. Huh? Pluto in the tenth. Me and D just went through this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Pluto in the tenth. We're talking about your career. How you seen in the outer world? How oh. you're seen away from your home? Um, your reputation. What what you put out there to the world? Success, ambition, life direction, and maybe a parent. Mm-hmm. This is one of figures. Yeah, this is one of my favorites because of the cardinal cross. And um, one of the I mean, it wasn't my favorite when I was going through it. I mean, it's it's really sucked. <laughs> But, but it's also been rewarding. I'm not going to say no. But um, in every uh, stage of my evolution through Pluto in, in going through my 10th, I have had either A, different partners, or B, different friendships, or C, different relationships that have impacted the stage that I'm going through. So for those going through Pluto in the 10th, because because it doesn't just hit your your 10th it also affects who you are and at some point you want to become someone else someone someone of status of whatever of class right but you got to fight against your family upbringing because it may be different than who you're trying to be or who you've been up or, now and who you exactly so and and then and then you you partner up with someone or several different someones that will guide you towards that that peak that you're trying to get to. Walter, I have a question for you since before we move to the next house. It just I just thought about it. You already experienced what I'm about to go through. How was Pluto going through your ninth house for you? Um I, well, I experienced it differently because I was a kid, but uh, I I left my my home country. I came here to a foreign land. I had to learn a foreign language, 
Mm-hmm. I had to be, huh? Oh, I just had an, I just had a, a thought about you. What's that? Maybe, maybe Pluto in your ninth is actually you having to adapt and assimilate into a culture that you're not used to. And, and the culture may not necessarily be a foreign culture, but it may be like wealth. Maybe the people that you've been associating yourself with in terms of your job or your 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 work, your career, that you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I want to do that. Maybe you you go into that world and you have to learn. And it's a foreign world to you because you're, you're not a <laughs> you weren't a millionaire yeah, when you yeah. were born. So maybe that wealth world will be so foreign to you that you have to adapt to it and learn how to maneuver through it. How to assimilate, how to be, you know, how, how to how to be someone like them and still maintain, you know, your your true self at your core. Mm-hmm. I asked you about you, you turn this back on me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. That's for you. That's offer for you, though. I'm telling you, though. <laughs> <laughs> This is the I Am Astrology Readings podcast. This is, I'm sure everybody is curious about I Am, I Am Astrology Readings over here. All right. Speaking of being curious, everybody's curious about Aries rising and Pluto <laughs> going through the 11th. Meow. Um, we're talking about friends, groups you're connected with, long range goals, technology. Technology. What'd you say, D? Hopes and dreams. Yep. Hey, your your specialty. <laughs> um, social reform and humanitarianism. That's right. I'm gonna be applying to be the mayor of Miami. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> hey, I'm already I'm already a little bit into the government right now. Let's do it. <laughs> Walter try to be, for mayor. <laughs> try alderman first. Try what? An alderman. alderman. <laughs> what is an alderman? I don't know, but I hear people talk about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you represent like a district or something. Hold on, everybody. We we're gonna we're gonna Google this for the for the curious for the curious ones out there. <laughs> I, I remember Alderman Fred. Oh, from good times. Yeah, an alderman is uh is an elected member of a muni- municipal council. There you go. Yeah, a member alderman. of a county, yeah, or a borough. You could do that. Hell yeah, I could do that. <laughs> you know. And uh last but not least, Pisces rising. Uh, Pluto will be going through your twelfth. Um, that sounds really hard. <laughs> it's psychological. That I sounds actually, that sounds I, very hazy. I actually know someone who's finishing this up. No. Okay. No. Yeah, I do know someone finishing this up right now. Um, the son of my son. Hmm. Yeah. Paul Junior. Yeah. The. Uh, Hidden psyche 
psychological issues, parts of the personality that sabotage you, your unconscious motivation, the hidden side of your nature. Pluto also is confined spaces, so uh, Pisces rising. I hope you don't have to go sit down in jail for yeah a, a twenty year Ooh. Pluto transit. Don't say that. Let's not let's not wish that. <laughs> I didn't. Hey, I ain't wishing nothing on nobody. I'm just warning. I'm just warning what things are, are, are capable of. You know. Yeah. Uh, twelfth house is where do you self sabotage and that is Pluto transit through the houses for you guys uh Mr. Rafiki yeah um anything stands out to you about Pluto you want to say any final words about Pluto anything stood out to you or Only thing I'm gonna say is people need to get buckled down and start doing their shadow work. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been on that for a while. Mm, how's that going? Mm, pretty good. Good, good, good. D. Any final words on Pluto? Anything that you want to make sure you get out and and tell the people how to connect with you? Uh, well, I kind of wanted to talk about how Pluto kind of lines up with the generations. Oh. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Uh, where should we start? Should we start? You, wherever you want to. Wherever you want to. Gen Z? Go ahead. <laughs> go with it. Um, so they don't line up exactly. It's a little off but Pluto tra- goes through a sign and it stays in the sign about 15 years and that kind of lines up with our methods for keeping track of the different generations although mm-hmm. it's it's skewed it's quite skewed so I kind of like to go off of like where the Pluto transits are uh, Pluto in Cancer would be closest to the traditionalists Pluto was in Cancer from 1912 till 1939. So like your great grandmas and grandpas probably out there. <laughs> I don't think you're a lot still, of them are alive. You're still lucky to have them around. <laughs> well, that would have been my grandfather. Oh, okay. Um, Traditionalists. Yeah. So like Cancer would be closest to the traditionalist being in that time frame. So what the traditionalist generation is said by, I don't know, I guess the United States or the internet is 1927 to 1945. So it goes a little bit over that time frame for the uh, Pluto in Cancer and goes into more Pluto in Leo, which would be closest to the boomers. Um, Pluto in, Pluto was in Leo from 1937 until 1958. Oh, yeah, and I also want to say the Pluto in Cancer lasted 27 years. That's a long time. That's a really long time because it retrograded at the start and at the end, I believe. 
Damn. And then the boomer generation is the biggest generation or like what we consider the biggest generation. Pluto, I think Pluto and Leo, right? Pluto hey, could and I, Leo. Could I could I add the yeah. boomer generation is the most selfish generation. And it's the Pluto and Leo generation. <laughs> That's what I'm adding that to. The traditionalists yeah. are very homey. They're the homemakers and they're traditional to the old ways and they, they're the nurturers and the caregivers. Uh, they they family is very important to traditionalists. Or was. Or yeah, was. <laughs> <laughs> I have my grandma still around and I think she's in that generation. She's getting up there in age. But yeah. it's very centered around the family, whereas yeah. Pluto in Leo with the boomers is very centered around the self. My mom's uh, that generation. Mm-hmm. And Pluto was in Leo from 1937 till 1958, which was a total of 21 years. They're the ones that messed it all up for us. <laughs> yeah, well, well, to be honest with you, they say the greatest generation was that Pluto and Cancer generation. They did a lot for the that country. That was the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, they did right? a lot for the country and they did, you know what I'm saying? And then they had these selfish-ass, bratty-ass kids and who did nothing <laughs> but, but take from the country. And they're trying to uh, take it and bury themselves with it for, and not give back. They haven't for built self-aggrandizement only. Hey, by the way, the Pluto, the Pluto and Cancer generation is the one that built the highways and all the infrastructure we what you call it? What what has the Pluto and Leo generation given? A lot of headaches. <laughs> <laughs> Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, they were like the that generation was like the hippies and the the flower child movement, right? Yeah. All right, shall I move on to the Pluto in uh Virgo generation. No, but... you should move on to the Pluto in the greatest sign. <laughs> of course. Greatest sign, says Paul. 1956 <laughs> until 1972, giving us a total of 16 years with it like retrograding back on, I think on the beginning end of that, with um it retrograded through Leo before it continued forward um so pluto in virgo is kind of consumed by the boomer generation and gen x they're very uh health conscious so what we would find online what determines a boomer is between 1946 through 64 and, and work and that's halfway through the pluto in virgo generation and uh then gen x would be 1965 to 1980 which is the other half wait i'm gen x Pluto and virgo i'm gen x technically yeah mm -hmm. uh, you're technically gen x's all right but um but but the pluto we we can agree that the pluto and virgo is the the nine to five addicts right Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> They're the ones that are addicted to the nine to five life. Yeah. Because they really like to work. And they like to brag how they're always at work and 
oh poor me but i'm oh i'm such a good worker you think they're the ones that brought so on the the corporate lifestyle like more so like kind of like making you know like the corporate lifestyle be like a thing maybe but i kind of put that with the pluto and leo generation with the boomers of like establishing like capitalism basically that's true yeah but pluto and virgo but pluto and virgo really helped it like help make it what it is yeah like they they agreed they played into the like we, they we, we went to work for the capitalists mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly you went to work for the capitalists we served virgo and you, <laughs> and, you and you haven't stopped working since <laughs> <laughs> And now a lot of them are, well, that makes sense because you guys work so much and so hard that you've exhausted your bodies to the point of uh, illnesses, which which brings me to, to the pharmaceutical industry because of the Pluto and Virgo uh, generation. Yeah. I, drugs I, on me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we move on to Libra? Okay, yeah, let's move on to Libra. So most, <laughs> most of Gen X would be Pluto in Libra. Gen X is 1965 to 1980. Pluto in Libra, 1971 until 1984 for a total of 13 years. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I got a question. Do you think a Gen X Virgo, Pluto and Virgo is different than a Gen X Pluto and Libra? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, definitely. How do you think that they made different? Divorce rates. <laughs> the Pluto, the Pluto, the Pluto and Virgo Gen X are, are the ones that, so, that that tolerated the bullshit in the marriage, and then the ones in in Libra are like, "Fuck this, I'm divorcing." Yeah, like I don't, I don't have to settle for this. Like it, do, it doesn't have to be this way. They transform the way that we view marriage. Think about it. After Pluto and Libra, divorce rates have been like a thing like that's a thing divorcing because the traditional is never divorced they stayed in the marriages even mm. if they didn't like it and so did the leos mm. yeah the traditional is stayed in the marriage for the pluto and cancer stayed in marriage for the family pluto and leo stayed in marriage for love for my true for my soulmate <laughs> what the pluto and virgo stay in marriage for Cause it just worked. They tried to. They tried. They tr no, 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 no. They tried to make it work, even when yeah. it couldn't work. Yes. Oh my God, I love that you said it like that. Yeah. Then Pluto and Libra came and was like, "Fuck this! Yeah, I gotta go find works. another partner." No, 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 no. Wait a minute now. Now hold I need up. Another baby daddy. I'm a, I'm a Libra Pluto, so you guys are trying to step on my toes over here. So I'm kind of beg to differ just a little bit because I tried in both my marriages to make them both work out. You got Venus and Virgo though, Rafiki. You don't count. <laughs> you tried to make it work. Oh, so that so the Virgo helped out a little bit. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. All right, should we move on to... Well, um, well, let me ask you this. But there, there is two sides of Libra, so you had the ones that's getting divorced and then you had the ones trying to hold on to shit. The, the, co yeah, the codependence? Not, not all of them wanted to divorce, right? Hey, Walter, that's a trigger word. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, so we're going to move on to the best generation? Yep. The millennials? <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> 
All right, so Pluto in Scorpio is from 1983 until 1995, which is the shortest Pluto transit amongst potentially still living people. The ones, the ones that changed everything. Wait, 19, you said 1983? 83 to 95, and there is, it does go back into Libra there at the beginning. So it says like 19, like all of these are slash like this one's 1983 yeah. slash 84 to 95 and that's 11 to 12 years. So that's the shortest Pluto transit. What's, wow, the, name, you... what's the name of that freaky generation? Millennials. Millennials. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. That means that our souls kind of jumped in really quick on that one, D. Yeah, we're we're the movers and shakers of the. Yeah, we only had an eleven Pluto. year we only had an eleven year window to be born. We're just like, oh, we got this amount of time. We gotta go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Okay. And wait, so... wait, 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 wait. When did what year was that? Nineteen eighty three to nineteen ninety five. Oh, so y'all was the age generation. The what? The AIDS generation. Yes. The AIDS. Yeah. Well, think about it. That's that's when it happened. Mm -hmm. that sucks that's what it started with (laughs) an underground sexual disease thank you the start of our lives thank you the Scorpios hello (laughs) sexual drive makes a lot of sin thanks Scorpio (laughs) good over here so So the internet has millennials as 1981 through 96, which is a little bit more time than what Pluto and Scorpio is, like a couple years on either end. And then we got Pluto and Sag. And then we have Pluto and Sag, which would be Gen Z. Gen Z is 1997 till 2012. Pluto and Sagittarius is 1995 through, through, through 2008. And that's 13 years. So what 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 do they call this next one now? From, not, from twenty yeah, but from twenty twelve to now, the Pluto and Capricorn. Pluto and yeah. I don't know what they would be called. Those are my kids, though. I don't know if they have a name yet. They're the builders. Think, they're rebuilding they're, everything. They're gonna be the builders. Yeah. Got the crystals in there somewhere. What was that? Mhm. Generation of the crystals. Of oh. the crystals. Oh, okay. Really? And then you also have the rainbows in there too. So there's two generations in there. Is the indigos one of them? Oh, forgot about that generation. You got those. Okay. So there's three. There's three generations there. So, 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 so an Australian website titles the generation born from 2010 to 2024 as Generation Alpha. <laughs> okay. That totally makes sense for Capricorn, right? Alpha, alpha males? Oh, God. That totally makes sense for a Pluto and Capricorn generation. But we kind of skipped over the Pluto in Sagittarius generation, which is Gen Z. And those are the ones that are like, they have the they have the far sight. Yeah, the, they're, the, they're the digital natives or I generation. They they're do have the, the far sight. Yeah. Well, they have the wisdom that the comes. The cloud generation. I've been heard them called the cloud generation or everything. Let me ask you this. Is that the generation that was born into technology? Yeah. Yeah. Because we were the guinea pigs. Like the internet, the internet uh, started what, 91? 90? Ish. 
ish yeah so we were we, we were i was born right into that y2k happened in 2000 so when y2k happened uh, pluto was in sag like it had you know right right smack in the middle of sag yeah definitely yeah right in the middle yeah all right anything else d just wanted to kind of cover that because i always thought that was interesting like how our generation as millennials matches the description of uh like the generation in pluto like we're we're exposing everything like we're I don't know we're we're uncovering these dark truths that nobody wants to know we're like, exposing how everybody's sexualized overly sexualized yeah like there's a lot of different ways <laughs> to look at it but like that's such a scorpio thing to be a detective and just like uncover all the bullshit and say look at it. Hmm. shit <laughs> <laughs> all right all right uh, Freaky, you want to say bye to the people, man? Bye to the people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, D, any last words? How can they get in touch with you? All of that. Well, I'm just really excited that we were back. And I think we're giving them a good, like, hour and a half to two hour episode here. So it's a good <laughs> welcome back from us. <laughs> You can find my services Welcome at astrologycom Can you cue the welcome back uh, song from Mason here? Uh, <laughs> well, actually, uh, now you're showing your age. That is not Mace. Mace got that from Welcome Back Carter. It was a TV <laughs> show in the 70s. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, old man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Walter, how are you gonna get out of here? I'm just gonna say thank you for having me. I hope we do this again soon. Yes. How can I get in touch with you? Are you doing readings, Walter? No, I'm not. <laughs> Saturn, <laughs> Saturn's not done with me. So until Saturn's done with me, no readings. So, so you don't need more people to get in contact with you. No, just get in contact with the podcast and yeah. hear me through that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us for episode 46. Yeah, we did go long, but Pluto deserved uh, extra time. Yeah, we had to get to the nitty gritty of it. Mm. I want to thank Rafiki for joining us, D and Walter and myself. Welcome back. Uh, hey, everybody. People need breaks sometimes, so. Sometimes they're almost a year long. Yeah. Hey, and Mars is in my first house saying, hey, in, in retrograde saying, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of those moments, huh? Yeah, so we'll be back with y'all. I want to thank everybody. Uh, you can get in touch with me at IamAstrologyReadings at Gmail. Hit me on the uh, website, IamAstrologyReadings.com. I am Astrology Readings on IG and Facebook. Nah, and know thyself and balance your energy. I started off with questions, and then it's number two. Things on my mind, why this, why that, what should we do? The question that the searches, she's diving into seeking. Go for some ass, leaking, she's thinking, get to tweaking. Where you don't be getting the preaching, you don't be telling me that my fate is in the stars, you remain energy. You got the recipe to get the
It's on the start, that's why you trap you stuck in that lane. Invest me on your knees, confess your sins of old. Don't have no question, have the face, you just you tell the truth. You think you can't be slanted? You think it just be planted? It's warfare, the bonds flow, collateral damage. I manage.